You are listening to the Going Paperless with ADHD podcast with me, Morgan Dodson. And today's episode is episode number 45. Uh, that means I'm close to 50. <laughs> I'm excited. So today's episode is titled Massive versus Passive Action. It'll be short and sweet because it's a simple yet profound concept. Yes, it's one of the most simple things I can teach you, but it will make a huge difference in how you take action, right? And how those actions are productive or not productive. And it also determines how fast you achieve your goals, right? Going paperless or otherwise, right? So before we get started, I wanted to let you all know about an exciting opportunity to get free help from me. That's right, free help from me on anything you want, right? It could be general ADHD, it could be going paperless, it could be digitizing things, it could be calendaring, it could be anything. So I wanna invite you to a public pop-up coaching call I am doing every second Tuesday of the month at 2 p.m. Central. So we just had one, I think last week, I'm recording this, yeah, I think it was last week. So the next one will be on Tuesday, November 9th, 2021. So if you're listening from the future, I'm so sorry you missed out. Tuesday, November 9th, 2021 at 2 p.m. Central Time. Um, in order to get the link to join the Zoom, the Zoom room, right, you're going to need to get on the email list. There's no special like webinar registration. All you have to do is go to my website, morgan.soncoaching.com, and it's up at the top on a little pink banner, and you'll just want to pop your email in there. If you're already on the email list, you're already in. You just have to look for the emails talking about the pop-up coaching call, and get the link and you're all set. So all you need to do is show up. And if you want to raise your hand to get coaching live by me, I, you can raise your hand and I'll call you up. Or you can put all your questions in the chat and then I can answer them live. So that's super fun. Come and get some help. So today's quote for this week's episode. And by the way, can I just say, I have missed you guys. <laughs> it may sound weird. Like, so I usually record episodes weekly, but the last two that I've released, I think the last two in a row were interviews, right? So the last one I did was with Peter Shankman. If you're not familiar with Peter Shankman or his work, you need to be immediately. He's amazing. So go to last week's episode on my podcast and find that episode with Peter. Um, you can also go find his podcast, which is called Faster Than Normal. Also amazing. Um, so I released that one last week. Or, or two weeks ago, I think I skipped a week. And then the week before that was with my friend Charlotte, Carly. I call her Charlotte. Anyway, so it feels like forever since I've recorded an episode for you guys, just me. So I've missed you. <laughs> so here we are this week. Let's talk about massive versus patch of action. But before I get started, I have a good quote for you guys. It is from someone named Derek Sivers. I think I'm pronouncing that right. It could be Sivers. I don't really know. Um, he has a blog. He's written books. Some I think he has a podcast. And I want to say he's had he's been on he has his own TED Talk or a couple of them. I don't know. Um, let me see. I have his website up here. I pulled it up. It's s i v e dot r s. That's his website. So that's pretty neat. Um, I don't think I'll put that in the show notes. So if you want to go find it, it's just s i v e dot r s. And I'm sure. If you Google Derek Sivers, S-I-V-E-R-S, you can find him. So that's fun. So this quote is from him today, and it reads, It takes many hours to make what you want to make. The hours don't suddenly appear. You have to steal them from comfort. That is a good one. I feel like I need to get one of those clickers. And actually, we have one. I need to get one of those clickers and count every time I read a quote to you guys. And then I say, that's a good one. <laughs> okay, anyway. Anyway, I mean, it's a good one, right? 
So it ties in perfectly with what I want to teach you today. And it'll be short and sweet and simple. But don't underestimate how powerful it can be when you switch from passive action to massive action. And you'll move forward faster than you ever thought was possible. I'm so serious. I'm so serious. So I learned this concept from Brooke Castillo. I don't know if she created it or not, but conveniently or maybe not conveniently, coincidentally, recently I was, so I like to listen to audiobooks while I'm just doing work around the house or projects or, or whatever it is, organizing, or it doesn't even matter. I love audiobooks. So one that was recommended to me by my coach, Stacey Bayman was the 10 X rule by Grant Cardone. She like raves about him all the time. And I'm like, all right, I will try it. So what was I even doing that day? I don't even remember. Just doing work around the house. I was doing something. I don't even remember. Okay, anyway. Um, so I was listening to this book and it was okay. It's an okay book, but he also talks about this. Kind of like, he talks about massive action. Probably he also talks about passive action, but I don't think it's through the lens of like, here's this one concept I want to teach you, massive versus passive action. It's kind of just like a theme throughout the book. The book was okay. I think I would have got more out of it if I had sat down and read, like actually read it, ebook or paper book, but I did the audiobook, And then, you know, after each chapter, he has a couple questions. Full disclosure, I did not even answer the questions. Like, you know, they're like writing prompts. Probably I would have got more out of it if I did, but I did not, but it was an okay book. Um, but he talks about this too. So I just thought that was an interesting coincidence that this podcast, I, I mean, this podcast episode, I decided on several weeks ago, right? It's been like at least three weeks, right? It's kind of like in the pipeline. And then I did those two interviews. So it's like, here I am today. It's podcast recording day. Here we are, massive versus passive action. So it's just interesting, right? Um, okay, so I want to talk about what the difference is, what they are for one, and then what the difference is and how you know you're in one or the other and why you want to be in massive action over passive action every time. Okay, so let's talk about thinking action. This also will overlap very nicely with the podcast I did recently called Buffering, that's a fantastic episode if what you hear today on this episode feels super relevant and important and, and, and important to you, right? Like, go listen to the Buffering podcast. That one will be super helpful as well. Um, that one talks about when you are using something else to avoid feeling a feeling right? So it could be anything, right? You can buffer with anything. It could be overexercising. It could be TikTok. It could be overconsumption of anything, social media, overeating. When you want to distract yourself from an uncomfortable emotion, that's buffering. Okay. So today, massive versus passive, massive. I hope I don't have to say this very many times because it's kind of a mouthful. Massive versus passive action is when really, let's just start with but let's start with passive action. How about, how's about, <laughs> right? So passive action is what I describe action that doesn't produce a productive result. So passive to me is when I'm doing something, usually it's when it feels productive. And our brains can be very smart and very sneaky and talking us into doing passive action things. And they don't actually produce anything productive. And on the flip side, massive action is when you're taking action that produces a productive result. And they sound very similar, but they're very different. And it's important to note the distinction because when you are 
thinking about whatever goal you have, going paperless, digitizing all the paper in your house, switching from paper, like a paper planner to a digital calendar for good, not just halfway. Um, it's important to know that the actions you take produce results. Sometimes the result is no result. Did you hear me on that? Sometimes your actions produce no result, meaning there's nothing I can learn from this. I have no data to mine from doing this experiment or learn from, right? It's kind of like when I'm in passive action, I just feel like I'm spinning. Usually it like feels productive, especially when it's like productive, alluring research, right? I know I'm not alone on that one. Hello, <laughs> right? It's like, oh no, no, I'm researching how to do something. But really, I would learn a fuck ton more if I just went out and I just test the thing I'm researching, right? Like right now, I'm actually, I've been for the last couple months transferring everything I had in Trello. I decided to switch from Trello to Notion. That's probably a different podcast. But for today's topic, an example of passive action would be me going on YouTube and mindlessly researching without a mission, Notion things like literally any notion tutorial how to do whatever in notion best practices people who you know you could just follow, go to their their channel and lot, like they have a bunch of just notion stuff or trello to notion how to transfer trello stuff to notion like and and just like ugh, it's so easy to get lost in and it sometimes i feel like sometimes i'm doing it against my own will right and then it it just takes the self-awareness to notice when you're in it and decide to get out of it okay so is and for me i distinguish the difference in researching between if it lands in massive action or passive action is do i have a mission <laughs> right it's like i could go into research mode with no agenda no specific mission and i could land anywhere in the internet Right. And it's like when I go in with a very specific mission or a question I want answered from this piece of researching, then it's very not controlled. That's not the right word. It's very um, precise. I'll think of something. It's just like I have an agenda. I have a mission. I'm going after it. And it's also good to know what the mission is, because when you get your question answered, then, you know, you can be done. Right. But some of us do research as an activity. Right. And sometimes that is genuinely fun for me. And I do like purposely do that for fun. It's like, it's just fun to research notion, right? It's so fun. Right. But I don't do that at the expense of the result that I actually want, which is transferring all my shit and Trello to notion. Right. Okay. So massive action would be for me to sit down and instead of diving deep into the YouTubes, it would be for me to say, okay, here's this one specific Trello board, like my podcast board, for example. It's still in Trello. I want it to be a notion. So massive action would be, okay, left, left screen, left monitor, let's pull up the Trello. The other one, right, my laptop, let's pull up notion and let's literally just transfer it, right? And then all my obstacles will be presented to me. Oh, I don't know how to do this. How do I get this image over here? It's not transferring directly or it didn't, you know, when I do the automated, like, I can go into Notion and say transfer from Trello board, but it doesn't copy everything over, right? Like for whatever reason, it does not, if there's an image in Trello on a card, it does not put it in the Notion card. I'm like, what? why? Why? It just puts the link. I'm like, that 
I have to manually transfer that out, right? So then it's, oh my God, I learned so much from that half an hour of transferring things. And if I encounter an obstacle, I can go research that one specific thing. If I really genuinely am stuck or don't know how to do something, then I know what to research versus like the research ahead of time to feel super prepared with the thought error of, well, if I knew more then this would be easier, or if I knew more then this would go faster, any version of that thought. So massive versus passive action, massive action actually gets you somewhere. Massive action will create data. And that's important to know, right? Passive action doesn't produce a data for you to go back and learn from. I like to think of this sometimes as like an experiment and I'm a scientist and I'm going to go put on my scientist lab coat and my glasses and get my clipboard and my pen and I'm going to study the experiment I just ran on transferring stuff in Trello's Notion. Isn't that interesting? Dot, dot, dot. How they, the images don't transfer over. Fascinating. I wonder why that is. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe we could look it up. What other data do I have? Right? And... Now I'm way further ahead than if I had researched for half an hour. So that being said, massive action, I will just tell you too, it's harder to get yourself to do massive action because it requires risk from you. It could be risk in time. I am risking my time to spend time on this experiment. It might lead to a lot, like it, it'll lead to learning Either way, if you fail, quote unquote, or if you succeed, right? I'm either, I'm either, what is that saying? I'm either winning or I'm learning, right? Right? There, like, in terms of failure, there is no failure when you're looking at it through the lens of massive action. It's like, oh, that didn't work. It's like, okay, but like, what can we learn from this? And how can we use that data to learn from it and to move forward faster? Right. And it's like every time I do an experiment on something like not necessarily through this lens of like transferring stuff, but it's like maybe for those of you who are struggling to, you know, use a digital calendar as your primary calendar, transitioning from your paper planner to a digital calendar. It's like, oh, my God, it's not working. It's like, well, that could mean anything. Right. What specifically can we learn from your experiment of, you know, maybe you copied dates from your paper planner to your digital calendar and you did that for a month. It's like, OK, that was a fantastic experiment. That makes me giddy. Like really talking about that. I'm like, that makes me so excited to go and learn from what you just experimented with. You have a whole month of data to pull from. That is so fucking fun. Right. Versus I'll spend an hour researching, you know, best digital calendars. Like we don't learn anything from that. Right. If anything. For me, I get more overwhelmed when I do that because then I know all the options that I could use, right? And it's like, I may only need 5% of what Notion is capable of doing because I know exactly what the purpose of my podcast board is. And then I'll know when I hit it versus like, oh, but Notion can do this other fancy thing or, or other five, 12 other fancy things. That's fun. I'll use those. It's like, I don't even need those, right? And I wouldn't even known about them if I hadn't like, dove deep into the depths of YouTube, right? So think about this when you're experimenting things, whether it's transitioning from your paper planner to your digital calendar, or maybe you're going to go scan a stack of papers in 
process them, right? It, it's not always just, let's just straight scan this whole pile. It's like, let's even see if we need them, right? Do the test, like get a, get a stack of papers and go through them, right? And scan them, right? Don't just like, like passive action in that scenario would be, let's just take a look at them. Maybe I throw away a couple easy ones and let's just separate them into piles. Okay. But, but like, the, am I further ahead than I was? Maybe a little, but a real massive action, action experiment would be, oh, I'm processing and I'm digitizing this entire stack of papers. I have an hour, let's go, right? And then you'll learn, oh, I scanned this one document. I didn't even need to, I didn't even need it in the first place, right? And then after that experiment, you can look at it and be like, oh, okay, I'm just going to delete it. Next time I see one of these papers, I'll throw it away or whatever, right? Or oh, I scanned this one document and I saved it as a PDF, but the data on it is not valuable to me as a PDF. That data in there is valuable to me in a spreadsheet, right? And so then instead of just scanning and saving it, right, that's useless to you if, you know, in that context, right? If anything, digitizing it would look like, okay, I'm gonna hold this piece of paper in my hand, I'm gonna look at it, I'm gonna make a spreadsheet, and now every time I get this one specific type of paper, I'm putting it in the spreadsheet and I just throw it away or shred it or whatever, right? And so that's a fantastic experiment to just scan it and digitize things. And even if you're wrong, like you could be quote unquote wrong about, oh, I scanned it as a PDF. I don't even need it as a PDF. I need it as a spreadsheet. Like, okay, you wouldn't have known that unless you had, you, let me, let me back up. You wouldn't know that you needed it in a spreadsheet if you hadn't scanned it. Right? You have to experiment in order to learn. And the more you experiment, the more you learn, and the more you can apply that learning to the next time you take action, and you move forward so much faster. Back in college, when I was doing all this work, digitizing things, scanning all the things, I can, and this was way before I knew thought work. Like, I, I wasn't even in therapy then. I was just like struggling in college. And um, I cannot even tell you how many hours just like it, it just like pains me to think about how many hours and I was it a waste to go and endlessly research things from it and it almost felt like compulsive back in, like right like it felt like compulsive to go take action thinking like thinking it was productive to like endlessly scroll Pinterest so much time was it a waste I mean I learned some stuff but I would have learned way more like and it wasn't really at the time. It was kind of just like, I had already scanned probably all my stuff. It was just like diminishing returns research after the fact, because I had probably scanned and digitized most of my stuff. And then after that, it wasn't like I didn't even need to learn anything new. It was kind of just like, like it was coming from this like graspy energy of, well, there might be one other cool idea out there on the internet I could try. Or there's an idea out there that's cool, that would change everything that I just don't know about it yet. So it's, so now I have to research the entire internet, right? I have to scour every square inch of the internet to maybe find this idea that may or may not exist. And I don't like, nothing productive really came from that. Like it was for, for sure. It was just like an activity for me because I was bored or just like was buffering back in college. I hated college. So it's good to know. Right. So, okay. That's probably it. I mean, don't underestimate the simplicity of, am I taking massive action? And, 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 and if you have not 
got if 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 you have not got your result <laughs> if you haven't gotten the result you want yet if you have not hit your goal yet it's just because you have not taken enough massive action hear me when i say that i'm going to say it again are you ready <laughs> if you have not hit your goal yet it's just a matter of you just need to take more massive action. <laughs> Maybe I'll edit that out. Maybe I'll leave it in. You just need to take more massive action. The only reason you haven't hit your goal yet is because you haven't taken enough action, right? That's how we know. That's all it is, right? Nothing's wrong with you. There's no inherent flaw of something's wrong with you. You need to do something different, whatever, right? It's like, oh, I just haven't taken enough action yet. That's good to know. Let's go take some more. What else could I test and learn from that would get me closer to my goal, right? And the reason we don't have our goal yet is because we just gave up, right? Or just temporarily gave up. Sometimes I tell myself that. I'm like, no, no, I didn't give up. I just like temporarily gave up. I'll get back to it. <laughs> That's one of those thoughts I pull out on a, on a dark day where it's like, oh, I haven't done anything for this one day, like, right? Like I could use that as, evidence like I gave up or it's just like I could just tweak it like one percent oh I just just for now I gave up <laughs> right I'll start again I'll start again soon okay let me think so when you're taking action ask yourself does this action produce a measurable result that I could learn from or does it not? Be willing to tell yourself the truth about that because for sure sometimes I'm defensive about it, <laughs> right? If I'm like talking with a friend about something, who, do you, who even knows about what? It's like I'll sometimes feel defensive about a passive action thing I'm doing or let's say I'm over-researching something and like if I really told myself the truth, even just within my own head to myself, it's for sure passive action. And there's nothing wrong with that. You just need to tell yourself the truth of this is for sure passive. This does not actually lead to a productive result that I can learn from and apply to the next time I do it to move forward faster. It's good to know. But if I'm defensive about it, if I'm lying to myself, like, oh, this research is necessary. It's necessary. I have to research this in order to take this next action. And if I'm using something else to prevent taking more action, that's a good indicator for me as well of... I can't do X until I know X, Y, Z thing. Usually that's an indicator for me too, right? And, and sometimes it is a matter of I need to know how to do this before I do it. But usually 90% of the time it's like, no, you know how I figure out how to do it is when I go do it, right? I won't know how to transfer travel to Notion until I go do it. And then after I'm done, I can tell you how I did it, right? We don't know the how before we start, right? And notice if also... You want the exact how-to steps to do something in order to believe that it's possible so then you can feel confident in taking the actions because then it won't be a waste of time and you wouldn't have wasted your time. Just notice, right? I can't even tell you how many times that used to be me. I used to be so desperate for having the exact right, perfect, precise how-to list of instructions and then I could believe it's possible and then I'll actually do it and then I'll actually get my result. But you have to believe from scratch ahead of time, y'all. I'm so serious. That is how you reach your goals. You do have to believe it's, it's possible to achieve your goals ahead of time. It's possible to transfer my paper planner to digital and have the same result. And it's possible to transfer it over and actually have a better result than I could ever imagined. 
You have to believe that's possible in order to take the actions of experimenting. And, and, and also too, don't wait until you're fully in belief. It's like the belief increases alongside taking the action to prove it true, right? Because I can sit here and believe all day long. If I had a paper planner right now, I could sit here and believe all day long that it's possible to transfer it to a digital calendar and have that be successful. But unless I go take action, the belief doesn't really matter, right? You have to believe and take action. And you have to believe some more and increase the belief. And you have to increase the action too. Like they go, they like, I, you can't see me right now. I have my hands up, right? It's kind of like I'm laddering one and then the other. One goes higher, the other goes higher, right? Like the belief goes up as you increase the action and they both increase together, right? You can't have like a 90% belief and 10% action. It's like, you're still not going to get re your result, right? So don't use, I don't believe fully 100% against yourself in, well, if I don't believe 100%, then I can't do it and I can't take action until I believe that it's possible. It's like, you totally can, right? Sometimes I take action and like the energy of, I'm just suspending disbelief, right? If I'm testing something, I'm like, listen, I don't know if it's possible to get this board in Trello to work exactly the way I want in Notion. I don't really know. But let's go find out. I know one way to find out. <laughs> let's go test it. Let's go try it. And the more you experiment, the more you learn, the more you move faster, forward faster, and you reach your goal way faster, right? It's surprisingly fast to achieve your goals when you're taking consistent massive action, right? It's like, it's sometimes painful to take action that you, it feels productive, but it's actually not if we really were telling ourselves the truth. And then you're like confused, like it's a puzzle why I haven't got my goal yet. It's like, oh, it's not a puzzle at all. <laughs> this is sometimes a conversation with myself in my own head. Not a puzzle at all. I know exactly why I haven't achieved my goal yet. I just haven't taken enough massive action. I just haven't learned enough in terms of experimenting and learning versus, yeah, and there's like a difference between learning from something after the fact and then there's trying to learn ahead of time from like I don't even know what I need to learn but I know I need to learn lots of stuff in order to like do the thing like the the, the what I'm trying to say is like the learning like when the learning happens in relation to when the action was taken right am I learning from something I just did an experiment I just ran or am I trying to study data ahead of time. Like if I think of a scientist and they have like, I don't know, Petri dishes or what seeds or whatever. It's like, are they trying to study data that they don't even have yet? Right. You have to run the experiment and then you have to study it and say, okay, what can we learn from this experiment? Right. Versus like, I just imagine it would be the most like, what's the word? Like they just would, a real scientist would never try to sit there and say, okay, so we have this possible experiment we could do. We're not going to run it yet. We're going to try to learn what we're going to learn from it without running the, it's like, what? That makes zero sense. Go run the experiment, learn from it, and you move forward, right? And then you do it again and again and again. And the only reason you haven't got your goal yet is because you just haven't tried enough stuff. It's really as simple as that. And that's a magical thing. Okay what I've got for you guys today a relatively short one there you go I wonder if you guys like the longer ones or the shorter ones some of my clients are mm, juries out like I get mixed results I like both I like both for me I love long podcast episodes too it's kind of like a, a mini audiobook right I love audiobooks so sometimes the long ones are like so fun 
I just, I just love podcasts. Like, I love the short ones. I love the long ones. I just love podcasts so much. So, okay. I'll see you all next week. And again, there's a... I, I really need to come up with a different name because it's, it's sometimes a mouthful to say public pop-up coaching call. But, excuse me, that is on November 9th, Tuesday, 2 p.m. Central. And to remember, it's always the second Tuesday at 2 Central, right? So you can't forget. Get on the email list and that's how you get the link. Go to morgandodsoncoaching.com. It's a big pink thing at the top. Otherwise, I put the link in the show notes. You're welcome. Okay, that's what I've got for you guys this week. See you all next week. Bye-bye.